I Like Your Dress is recorded in Vancouver, British Columbia, on the traditional territory of the Musqueam, Tsleil-Waututh, and Coast Salish people. Join us every two weeks for a new adventure. Let's get started. Hello, everybody. It is your host, Tori. We go way back all those seasons of I Like Your Dress. Uh, today, I'm joined by a lovely friend, my, my pal, my bird nerd, who <laughs> agreed to come onto the show last minute because I was like, hey, you know about birds. Let's talk about bird watching. Um, and I mean, his name is Casey and he's here with me right now. Well, he's virtually here with me right now. Hi, Casey. How are you? Hi. Uh, good, Victoria. How are you doing? Oh, lovely small talk. I'm great. We're going to be talking about some fluffy former dinosaurs who live among us. And yeah, I really am excited to see how this goes. It's going to be interesting. First, bird watching. Is it a compound word? Is it not? I am actually not sure, but I'm pretty sure it's a compound word. We're hyphenated. Words, yeah. Yeah, yeah. We're going to go with the compound word because I think hyphens are silly. Um, it looks better when you squish them together. That's my opinion. Hot takes from the writer. Um, yeah, this is already off to a great start. Uh, when did you get into bird watching, and how did you get into it? Step one: How do you bird? Tell me, tell me how that happened to you. I don't know. We have a lot of cool birds around here. Crows are absolutely amazing, and it's mm. just after watching them casually my whole life, I then what was it? I think I think I drew the connection between watching birds and like writing down and capturing Pokemon told mm. me on it. Uh, and also a good excuse to get outside and do things more in like the middle of fucking COVID quarantine. I was like, you know what? I need a reason to go outside. I know there's fluffy boys outside to take a look at. Amazing. I like that you have compared bird watching to collecting Pokemon. Cause that is a beautiful metaphor. <laughs> super apt like whenever you catch like a weird uh accidental bird that shouldn't be in the area or like certain kind of plumage mm. for like mating or whatever like it could be really cool that's interesting do you have like a little birdie book do you, like do you write down like your pokedex of like oh, i've seen 151 birds that's it i've seen all of them <laughs> it's just a huge tally list of stamped ducks um, <laughs> but i i've got a book there's lots of different websites for tracking them i just uh, I've had this book for like a decade and I finally wanted to just like, I need to use this for something. So I keep sharpieing and checking off when I see things oh. but for like attaching pictures and signifying when you like first encounter it and all that cool stuff. Nice. That's cool. That's fun. I like had a, um, tea journal years ago or not journal, but it was, I think it was like a small flyer book thing from David's tea and you could like check off like a list of every tea that they had. Um, yeah, that was before they changed their teas every like month, and so you could actually theoretically obtain all of them and try them all. But now, like a bunch of the teas that I used to drink are discontinued, so I can't even. I could never have finished it. Anyways, very sad, very sad. Yeah. David's tea. I honestly, there's a lot of reasons I don't drink there anymore, but that's mainly one of them. <laughs> discontinuing tea seems ridiculous, though. Like I know they're strawberry white tea. No one is going to listen to it from David's tea, but if they do somehow. Bring back this silver needle strawberry white tea. It was the best tea in the world, and I am still mad about it. It has been like five years, and I have not forgotten. I think I have one cup left in a jar somewhere. I don't know when I'm going to drink it. Probably on my deathbed. Um, it was good tea. Good shit. I miss it. Well, I don't miss it. I have one left, but basically I miss it. You sure you're dying? Yes, bring me the tea. Bring oh. me the tea! And then yes. I'll start gossiping about something. I'm like, no, literal tea. Bring me literal tea. Anyway, 
Uh, gossip's good too. I'll gossip on my deathbed, share all my secrets, my dark rumors. No, nothing, nothing exciting like that. Back on task, bird watching. Uh, what are some misconceptions about birds? <laughs> bird watching, I guess. Bird watchers? What do you call yourselves? I don't know. I guess person who goes and looks at birds. I think they use birder online. Yeah. Okay. I think not birder. A lingo like that. Bird nerd. Bird nerd. Yeah, that, that's really appropriate. That is a hundred percent the title you should go by. Um, <laughs> um, yeah. I don't know about any misconceptions about it though. Like to be honest, it's all pretty self-explanatory in the name. Bird watching. <laughs> Watch birds. I mean, in my mind, I picture like a 70 year old guy in like a little like jumanji hat and like safari outfit who's like really into birds and like you you when we met you had green hair and uh like i guess you still had the outdoors gear that you were wearing because we worked on film sets together but mm -hmm. but yeah like i picture that like old timey safari vibe <laughs> <laughs> from like the 1930s <laughs> the uh, bird watching equipment actually uh it oh, was yeah. binoculars and then it was that full outfit including <laughs> yeah yeah exactly um that's what i picture and i feel like having met you obviously a lot of people all, all ages do uh bird watching not just you know um old old people from <laughs> 70 years ago <laughs> true and a lot of uh, photographers seem to love it because there's been some incredible shit online of like really cool bird shots and it can be really hard to get like really good shots so i super uh admire those people who kind of double dip into both hobbies there mm, that makes sense yeah i could see the jump from photography nature photography i guess being bird watching like all that being related what is the coolest bird you've ever seen to date uh, i'm just whipping out questions at you <laughs> that's fine uh i was really stoked when i saw a kingfisher for the first time oh yeah they're cool yeah i didn't know that they were local then it uh, turns out they are. Someone said they were in Richmond, and then uh, I read they were on Sunshine Coast. And myself and our friend Andrew ended up uh, going for that walk up there, and I saw a breeding pair of them. It was really neat. Oh, that's so cool! Yeah, I've seen them at the yacht club actually. So in Kitsilano, one of the yacht clubs, they like hang. There's there's at least one. It might be the same one actually. He just hangs out at the top of the the masts of the yachts. Oh, that's so cool! What a yeah, view. yeah. <laughs> It's kind of it's kind of cool. I think it's the same one. I've seen him a couple of times when I used to go there more often for sailing, which I've not done because COVID. Um, nice. Do you have a favorite bird? Like maybe when you haven't seen that you'd love to see that you've seen pictures. You're like, ah, oh, it's a nice bird, or just like a bird in general that you regularly see that you like. Uh, I really like hummingbirds. We mm. have them here, which are wonderful and adorable and angry as hell and have the weirdest chirp. Um, <laughs> some birds I'd love to see, like the shoebill. Have you ever seen these these guys? I don't think I have. I recognize the name, but I don't think I've seen them. They're like stork height, and, or like oh, a Google they have that huge build that looks like a fucking like wooden clog. Yeah, yeah, they uh, look like got a shoe on her face. Yeah, and they can clatter the bill, and it sounds like freaking gunfire. It's the scariest thing. Oh my god! Can we add that in post? Let's listen to the beautiful sound of the shoe. <laughs> What a sound! I didn't hear anything, but hopefully the listeners did. Um, wow, <laughs> shoe bills, cool bird, cool bird. That's fun. Yeah, I really. Uh, I don't know if I have a favorite bird now. That I think about it. Like, I mean, I I love stour jays because we have them. They're you see them decently often, at least when I grew up in Delta. Um, 
there was definitely some in that area. Crows and like ravens, because we have tons of those as well. Because ravens are big. They're and they're really smart. Like so many studies of ravens are like they, they just blow my mind. Um that's always cool. Yeah, I, I do also love the Birds of Paradise documentary with like David Attenborough, where he narrates the birds mating with each other. Like whack ass fucking uh, uh, bird mating rituals is just insane. Like, oh my god, it's amazing. Um, love it. I love that that stuff. Um, yeah, the shoe bill is quite the bird. We'll definitely put pictures of that in the Instagram for people to enjoy. Um, I didn't actually know what that one was called, but I have seen pictures. It looks very prehistoric. Like you can tell that birds were dinosaurs when you see that. <laughs> right. Like it's terrifying when you do research. Like there's this a uh, few videos on ostriches. I think we watched one the other day mm. and uh, it's, they're very much freaking dinosaurs. It is so cool. Or even those damn emus. This damn emus. Oh my God. This is hilarious that I brought you on the bird watching podcast. Cause we just like watched a bunch of bird stuff the other day. <laughs> I forgot. It literally was like a few days ago and I forgot. Yeah. Emus, fun fact, brief tangent, guys. Um, if you don't know about the emu war that happened in Australia in like the 1930s, 40s, no, 30s, I think, uh, you should definitely go watch and read about that because it is hilarious. I mean, also, emus are pretty cool birds, too. Terrifying, but very cool. Yeah, they're like bulletproof. Literally, like, they would shoot emus and they just would not die. Like, forget zombie movies. Let's have an emu movie. <laughs> anyway new genre it's coming in hot uh, i'm working on a script right now man versus emu <laughs> oh god yeah that that was entertaining i forgot about that um so back to bird watching a little bit because that's what we're talking about i mean we're talking about birds this is all birds this is all fine all of these tangents still kind of relate what are some resources and books that people can you know go to to get started that you, uh, recommend? Uh, you know it's a really great start um, that's where the birds are. So get familiar with that locale. Um, as for other equipment and stuff, like you need a good pair of binoculars or like a single eye scope or something like that, unless you literally have eagle eyes, in which case might <laughs> help you. Um, and then, yeah, if you want to track it or identify them, there's lots of different apps. There's websites that you can like, it pops up. There's like, how big is the bird? And then you press one of the options. It's like, what color is it? And it's like, you can keep kind of narrowing it down until you eventually guess the bird, which is kind of cool. Mm, that's fun. Yeah. I just like the book myself and the binoculars and bird seed because then you can get some birds to come to you. Yes. Yeah. Bird seed is a must actually. Um, where are places people can go bird watching? I know, I know one. <laughs> uh, oh, the rifle bird sanctuary. Out in Ladner, that's the spot. Yeah, we don't want to shout them out too much because apparently the customer service. Oh. No, they just ignored my email trying to interview someone to talk about it on the podcast. It's fine. We're still going to talk about them. It's fine. It's fine. Cool. A lot of people ignore me. <laughs> I'm used to it. <laughs> you mean not every single person on the internet listens to this podcast? I'm shocked. It's such good content. Fuck, guys. Come on. I made you this beautiful content. This lovely episode. Okay, I'm going off on a tangent. Oh, I, um, <laughs> I was thinking I was almost breaking into the Bowburn song for a second. But I was like, can I do that? Is that allowed? I don't know. It's illegal. I'll stop. Um, what's really cool about Rifle is they have, it's a protected area in Richmond. They have really big uh, looking like outposts and they also have sandhill cranes there. And mm -hmm. these are like, you can find them around but they're pretty rare so it's kind of cool that like some of them actually show up there once in a while um 
Yeah, I love the cranes because um, you really, if you actually, I mean, this only happened to me one time, but it was right when we were closing and the cranes were on the path because I guess there was no people around. Ooh. I know. And I was just about to leave. It was like 4, 4.30, whatever. It closes relatively early on like a weekend or something. Yeah. And they literally came right up to us because we had the bags of uh, bird seed, but they were empty because we ran out of bird seed. <laughs> and so they were like, you know, come, they're really slow. Um, and they come up to you and you're like terrified because they're pretty big. Yeah. The cranes are like, yeah, they're much bigger when they're, they're they don't look so, as big from afar. But when they're right next to you, you're like, oh, my God, that is a big bird. Um, and we fed them some blackberries because they're luckily it was a bunch of blackberries right there, which they like happily took from our hands very carefully. Um, it was it was interesting yeah that's that's cool i love also the chickadees there um and the ducks oh my god the ducks there's so many ducks there's so many ducks i will tell you if you are 10 years old and you take or well you bring your 10 year old anyways this is because my i grew up in delta so like we north delta so we just go to ladner every school year for like the school trip um and always one kid i was the kid uh but there's always one kid who drops the bird seed and you just get swarmed by like a hundred ducks maybe it wasn't a hundred but it felt like a hundred ducks and i was uh, a little scared of ducks for a little while after that because they all pecked at my toes for like 10 minutes traumatizing i tell you watch out for ducks they're they're scary birds actually they have some pretty do not hobbies do not fuck with ducks that's what i learned when i was 10. <laughs> Oh, good call. At least you learned young. Most of us have that uh, awful experience with ducks in our late teens. And, uh, you know, sometimes you don't always bounce back from that. Okay, what is the scariest bird experience you've ha had since we're talking about scary bird experiences now? <laughs> well, you got swarmed by a bunch of ducks. I got uh, knocked down by a peacock when I was very young. Oh, my God. To this day, I, I hate peacocks with a burning passion. They're stupid fucking asshole birds. Ah! Um, I was at the Greater Vancouver Zoo in, like, preschool. and. Uh, apparently, uh, allegedly, I was the instigator. Uh, <laughs> I don't believe them. I'm sure I was a saint as a young child. And, uh, and then, yeah, it tackled me to the ground and was on my chest, was about to go for me. But apparently, uh, my preschool teacher, who was like 60 or something at the time, just fucking booted it off of me. And, uh, in my opinion, it saved my life. So shout outs to her. Um, Shout out to Casey's teacher for saving the little green-haired goblin. I'm picturing you as <laughs> green-haired, even though you were a child. By the way, like 100. That's and like small mini Casey, little still green-haired and just like causing a ruckus. <laughs> if I had green hair in the 90s, I would have. Oh my god, that's amazing! I think I also had a similar thing once with a goat when I was like four. Oh yeah. Yeah, actually, see what it is is people keep giving me food. <laughs> <laughs> and by that i mean like pet food like animal food and i want obviously i want to interact with the animals but the animals really want to interact with the food and i'm just usually holding it or something something goes awry i think i was like four or three like i was really young because i barely remember it but i was holding like something in a can and the goats just petting zoo type place right yeah. uh and i was in the actual enclosure for some reason i guess and the goats just like just ran towards me and i remember like trying to escape while still holding the can of food and it was very stressful i don't remember what happened i only remember being like charged at by a goat um you, well I, I lived so clearly someone saved me but i've forgotten the rest of the story i'll have to ask my mom <laughs> animals are scary yeah that's, that's <laughs> head trauma right there you watch out <laughs> yeah 
Anyway, uh, uh, I don't remember anything. It's fine. Well, those are birds in there, right? This is the duck story again. It's just exactly like the ducks. Yeah, they just like they see the food. They really want to hang out with you, and you're like, "Cool animals! Oh God, animals!" <laughs> oh jeez, I do love petting zoos and stuff, though. Oh my God, baby goats when they jump on you—it's so great. Oh, their sounds, just like the little attempt at like a mm -hmm. man screaming. Anything you'd like to add that we missed about bird watching? It's really good for bird watching stuff. You see a lot of photographers as well as a lot of people asking questions and getting opinions on like things to look at birds or books or different resources. Uh, if you're in the lower Fraser Valley, you can also go to, so sometimes Sun Coast is great. You can also go to Iona Beach, which is actually out by the airport. Mm. There's so many fucking swallows there and they're gorgeous and they are super fun to watch because they're real fast. <laughs> they're really cute. They're so cute. In the summer, you can really see like the blue, green, black iridescence on their backs. And it's mm. just, it's stunning to watch some glitter in the light. Um, what else? There's a lot of eagles also out that way at Delta, where that dump is, kind of all the way to Tawasson. Yeah. You can see like freaking like a dozen eagles just hanging out, just just chill. Oh yeah, there's like a time of year when they all build nests along that one highway. I swear I counted like 30 birds one time. Just imagine like dinosaurs doing the same stuff that birds do nowadays. So like seasonally, raptors just make a nest in a specific part of the forest, right? <laughs> what fun would that be? That would be hilarious. You're just like walking along one day, giant freaking nest with a giant egg. And you're like, oh fuck, that's a T-Rex. And you just gotta <laughs> book it out of there immediately. It is entertaining to picture how, cause like, I mean, the, well, I don't know which period it was that had like the mega fauna where animals were just huge you know there was huge insects and bugs and huge penguins at some point um yeah right like picturing the giant dinosaurs and yeah they, like i said they're birds basically but like they would have been just obviously prehistoric so looking very funny maybe compared to now but gosh it's hilarious to imagine or like weird oh my god they probably had the craziest mating things because birds are crazy Imagine all the Birds of Paradise stuff, but like strapped onto a 30 foot long like theropod T-Rex. Just like a huge ass freaking bird reptile creature. Oh, I'm I'm here it's for this. Big tail, all <gasps> flying, bright yellow and blue or something like that off in the distance of the forest. What the fuck is that? Okay, wait. Velociraptors doing ballet, Casey. <laughs> that is what we need. Because they dance for each other all the freaking time. Just imagine they have like this little feathery tutu going on and stuff. Oh my god, oh my god, I have to draw it. Have you seen oh okay, there's this one video of the, I mean there's tons of videos probably, but there's this really funny mating dance with like it's like one male with three backup dancers and they have this bird dance that they rehearse where they just basically kind of go around each other in a little line to impress the female. So like the male that's courting her is like the one in charge and then he gets three juniors to be his backup dancers and it's just like the cutest most ridiculous thing i had no anyway. idea that existed thank you i'm going to find this video and send it to you because it is it is gold and you're like birds are so smart um that's cool i, I love it <laughs> dancing dinosaurs you heard it here first folks <laughs> i will take all of the credit um yeah this <laughs> was dance before Victoria came around. That's what it No, I really there's got to be a paper that has like theories on dinosaur mating rituals on dancing. Like if it hasn't been done, I'll I'll write it. I'll publish that shit. I'm an academic now. Again, it's fine. <laughs> it's self-published, but trust me, it slaps. Listen, in my journal, dinosaurs dance. 
for real, listen to me. It's all based in science. That's the title of the journal. It's really long. We're trying to shorten it, but we haven't really come up with anything better yet. Um, yeah, it is not a biased journal at all. We have a very strict academic process. And I don't know what I'm go doing with this joke, and I'm done with it now. Goodbye. Following um, page of the journal, you just have like a uh, review of the strawberry white tea. Uh, excellent. This is just going to be a journal of my opinions now. <laughs> <laughs> That's a better idea. I could do a lot more with that than just an entire journal about dinosaurs dancing. Hmm. Maybe I'll do it. It'd be hilarious if you had like a personal blog that you just like made it seem like an academic. Because like theoretically anyone can just make an academic like journal. I could get it peer reviewed by like friends. Doesn't mean it's good peer review. Sure. But... <laughs> getting people to peer review it. You're like, oh no, this is an accredited source. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god, it'd be hilarious. Uh tempting. So tempting. Anyways, all right. Uh that was a lovely little chat about birds. Thank you so much for coming onto the podcast, Casey. It was lovely to have you. Yeah, we barely even segued. No, yeah, we were on topic the entire time. The editing is going to be a breeze. <laughs> it's it's me. It's all on me. I can't wait. Poor for future Tori. You know what? That's her problem. Present Tori, she gets to do whatever. <laughs> all right, where can people find you and learn about your cool shit? Uh, oh, I post some pictures of birds and a bunch of other stuff on Instagram at uh, lotion.artisan. Yeah, that's that's how you do an Instagram channel, right? That, how- that is uh, a lot of fun energy that you just gave into the audience, but I'll I'll fix it for you. It's good. <laughs> you guys can stalk him and see all his amazing, amazing, mate. Wow. Okay. You know what? It's contagious. Now I can't speak. Casey, uh, <laughs> you guys can stalk Casey on his Instagram where he posts awesome bird pics some, from time to time, his cool leatherworking things that he does, um, and you know his life, I guess. Mostly just birds and, and leather, though, if I'm not mistaken, right? Yeah, fuck that life shit. Talk to me. Fuck life. Life is... <laughs> Nobody wants that. That's nah, it's, it's uh, old graphics, really. It's updated by now. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you so much for coming, though. It was great, and I love talking about birds with you, as always. Nice talking to you, too, Victoria. See ya. I Like Your Dress is produced by your favorite trio, Allison Shields, Victoria Fraser, and Cameron Napier. This is a Cave Goblin podcast. For other podcasts like this, visit cavegoblins.com. We hope you have enjoyed this program.